Hey, so this is my new podcast, which is going to be on every Saturday night or when it's posted onto, like, Apple stuff. I think it'll be, like, a Sunday morning or somewhere around there. But anyway, so this is going to be a true crime podcast. So if you want to request any special cases, you can go to my YouTube channel and comment on one of my YouTube videos. Um, My YouTube channel is called Katie Blankensop, which is spelled K-A-T-I-E b-l-e-n-k-i-n-s-o-p-p or you can go to my instagram which is spelled f-i-z-z f-x-n um and just comment anywhere on there so today's case is going to be on the case of the pizza bomber also known as the brown wells case also known as the collar bomb case so let's get into what happened On August 28th, 2003, Wells was working as a pizza delivery man when uh, when he walked in to a PNC bank in Erie, Pennsylvania at about 2.20pm and handed the teller a note demanding $250,000. Authorities said he was holding a loaded homemade shotgun that looked like a walking cane and wearing a shirt over an improvised explosive device which he showed the teller according to the fbi records about 12 minutes later wells left the bank with nearly nine thousand dollars and headed to the mcdonald's next door where he retrieved another note from under a rock shortly after authorities confronted him at the parking lot of a nearby eyeglass world retail store state troopers found wells inside a parked vehicle and handcuffed him authorities said wells then admitted into being admitted to be in the pnc bank robber he claimed that he had been attacked by a group of black men who he had tied the bomb to his body court documents show that the state the state troopers kept a safe distance as Wells repeatedly warned them that the bomb would blow would blow. I don't have a lot of time, he said, according to a video recording of the encounter. I'm not lying, it's going to go off. The device to me to me the device began to make bleeping noises about 20 minutes after Wells was handcuffed. According to the FBI, it bleeped for about 10 seconds before it detonated, killing Wells and stunning an audience that had gathered to watch the bizarre situation unfold. His eyes just got really his eyes just got real wide and then they went to the back of his head and that was the end of him. Lamont King, a former Pennsylvania State Police Officer Supervisor, says in the documentary. So who was responsible? In Wells' car, investigators found pages of detailed instructions on how to find the key and combination codes that would disarm and remove the bomb. The scavenger hunt notes contained language like we and us implying there were multiple conspiracies conspirators involved many leads for potential suspects turned up empty until a local man named william rostein tipped off state police to a frozen body in his garage according to an fbi 
affidavit. Rothstein said his own former fiancée, Marjorie Deal Armstrong, had murdered her boyfriend, James Roden, and stuffed his body in the freezer. Shortly after, authorities arrested Deal Armstrong, who later implicated herself and Rothstein in the colour bomb crime. After Deal Armstrong was separately convicted for fatally shooting Roden, a fellow inmate with whom she was incarcerated told authorities that Deal Armstrong had confessed to killing Roden because he threatened to expose the collar bomb plot to the authorities, according to the FBI. The inmate also said Deal Armstrong had told her that Rothstein helped build the bomb and the and the motive was financial, according to the FBI advict. Another suspect, Kenneth Barnes, a long a long-time friend of Deal Armstrong's, told authorities that Deal Armstrong solicited him to kill Roden and also Deal Armstrong's father because he was giving away money she believed was her inheritance and charities to friends. To charities and friends. The FBI documents said Barnes later confessed to punching Wells on the day of the bank heist after Wells got scared and, scared and started to run away from the group of conspirators. In 2007, Deal Armstrong and Barnes were indi- indicted for their roles in the deadly bank robbery. At a news conference announcing the indictments, Mary Beth Bunchman, the US attorney, of Western District of Pennsylvania at the time said Wells also had been part of the plot. Unfortunately, our investigation was led to the belief that Brian became involved in a limited role with a group of individuals who planned to rob the PNC Bank, she said. It may have it may be that his role transitioned from that of the planning stages to be an unwilling participant in the scheme. Deal Armstrong and Barnes were both eventually convicted of conspiracy and armed bank robbery charges. So where are the colour bomb conspirators now? Rothstein died of terminal cancer before he could face any charges, according to multiple news reports. Deal Armstrong died of natural causes at a Texas prison on April 4, 2017. The federal Bernier prison said she also she had also been diagnosed with cancer, the Erie Times News reported at the time. On top of her sentence for killing her boyfriend, Deal Armstrong, who was 68, was serving a life sentence after being convicted for her role in the robbery. She was found guilty using a carrying She was found guilty of using a carrying of using and carrying a firearm during and in relation to a crime of violence conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery and armed bank robbery officials said in 2008 barnes was sentenced to 270 months for conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery using the carrying of a firearm during a crime of violence according to the fci 
Coleman Lowe, the federal correction facility where he's currently incarnated, incarcerated in Florida. He is expected to be released in 2027, prisons offic- prison officials said. Hoopsick was never officially deemed a conspirator, but not but could not be reached for comment by time. Relatives said she had fallen out of touch with her family and several phone numbers provided by two of her last attorneys were either disconnected or belonged to other people. The Pennsylvania Department of Corrections said Hoopsick had been in the state prison system for theft between May 2012 and July 2014 when she was paroled in January when she was paroled in January Hoopstick was sentenced over a drug charge but paid a $100 fine and did not have to serve the time according to Michael Dijon her public defender at the time FBI did not respond to requests for comment and the U.S. Attorney of Western District of Pennsylvania declined to discuss the documentary's findings. So, basically, I'm going to tell you the story of what happened, um, but, like, in less of a posh way. Um, So, yeah. So, on August 28, 2003, as we know, Wells, or Brian Wells, was working as a pizza delivery man when he got a call to come to this, like, spot. But he didn't actually answer the phone. His, um, I think it was his manager did. And he didn't understand what the person on the other line was saying. So, he just gave the phone to the driver, which was Brian Wells. Then at 2.20pm, he walked in to a PNC bank in Erie, Pennsylvania. He handed the teller a note demanding $250,000. The teller said that um, she could see the bomb and she could see, well, she could see the cane gun, um, but she told him that they couldn't get into the vault. So, like, she gave him what was on hand, which was $9,000. Wells then left the bank with the nine thousand, nearly $9,000 and headed to the McDonald's next door, where he collected another note from under a rock. And then the, th- the authorities confronted him in the parking lot of a nearby eyeglass world retail store and um, they handcuffed him and then took him to a like enclosed area where the state troopers kept a safe distance as well as repeatedly warned them that the bomb would blow he was believed to say i don't have a lot of time end quote I'm not lying it's going to go off end quote so obviously um he knew that something was 
not good and um so he went and well the bomb like blew up because I mean like what do you expect um so we're gonna find some more information so on on wikipedia i think it's wikipedia yep he was born on november 15th 1956 and he died on august 2003 um brian wells was an american man who died after becoming involved in a complex plot involving a bank robbery a scavenger hunt and a homemade explosive device Wells was killed when an explosive collar detonated while he was surrounded by police in his hometown of Erie, Pennsylvania. The collar had been forcibly locked onto his neck as part of the plot. The crime was investigated by a task force led by the Federal Bureau of Investigation in the conjunction of the Bureau of alcohol, tobacco, firearms and explosives and the Pennsylvania State Police and he was described as one of the most complicated well the case was described as one of the most complicated and the bizarre crimes of the annals of FBI of the FBI so um people have been charged um, for his death, as we know, it was Marjorie Deal Armstrong who died in um, um, 2017, and um, and I think it was Barnes who also got charged. I'm not entirely sure. Um, there was also another body found, um, which was Marjorie Deal Armstrong's boyfriend at the time, who was called James Roden, and um, he was killed by Marjorie Deal Armstrong and then was hidden in a freezer in the garage at um, Bill Rothstein's house. Um, Rothstein was promptly arrested, obviously, after he telephoned police um, before they contacted him at his home. Rossine wrote a suicide note indicating that his planned suicide had nothing to do with Brian Wells, though he never attempted suicide, and he later died of cancer before he could be charged. So, what do you guys think of this case? Because I think it's totally bizarre how they think that Wells was part of it. Like, maybe he was. He, like, he could have been. Let's just say that he could have been. Because there's a lot of evidence pointing to it. For example, Marjorie Deal Armstrong um, said... No, wait, it wasn't Marjorie. It was Barnes who said that the five of them had met. So it was um, 
Robert Panetti, Brian Wells, um, Barnes, Deal Armstrong, and Bill Rothstein, who all met and plotted it. Um, but we don't know if that's true because obviously now Wells is dead and yeah. Um, also, so there was. Um, well, I'll tell you where they're all at right now. So obviously we know that Wells had died. Um, Robert Panetti or Robert Thomas Panetti was found dead in his home while he was never directly linked to the crime. Investigators noticed that his behaviour changed after Wells' murder and he became paranoid. He was to be interviewed to the police the day after his death but his death was ruled as an accidental drug overdose. We know that Bill Rothstein died of cancer before he could be charged, and Marjorie Deal Armstrong um, died of cancer. Wait, no, she just died of natural causes in 2017. Barnes is still alive and is expected to make it out of prison in 2027. Um, so yeah, so I think that maybe, right, so this is going to be the last section, um, and I think that Brian Wells was maybe involved, um, in plotting it, but didn't think that it was actually real. And then by the time that, obviously, he went in the bank, he realised the bomb was real. And then it was too late. Anyway, that's my personal opinions. So, yeah, that is it for this podcast. And I will see you next Saturday. Bye.